A very warm welcome to this Mastering the Game of Life podcast, where your host, Paul D. Lowe, embraces many crucial conversations that compassionately contribute towards living a better life. Paul's intention is very simple, to help get people's inspirational messages and transformational stories out into the world so others may benefit. Hello listeners and a very warm welcome to this Mastering the Game of Life podcast episode. Today I'm joined by a lady from Wales, a lady by the name of Esther Apusidis. Esther, a very warm welcome to you. And thank you very much, Paul. Um, I'm very happy to be here and to be uh, interviewed or uh, to chat with you here on, on this topic. Yeah, and this topic, listeners, that Esther and I have decided we would like to bring to your attention is the critical, the critical subject, if not well-versed, of the importance of energy alignment. So Esther, probably a good way is for you to give us a very brief introduction. What does this energy alignment even mean? Right, okay. Well, we start from from the premise that everything is energy. So we talk about energy um, as being energy in the head and in the heart, and also what a few people know, the hara. So the head is obviously where all our thoughts evolve, uh, emanate, and um, then the heart is connected to our emotions, our feelings. And the hara is a point um, around the belly button, about three fingers sort of below that and within deep uh, into the body. And it is connected to Well, if you know anything about chakras, uh, it's connected to the base and sacral chakras. And it is uh, when you think this is an area where we create uh, life. So it's connected to manifesting and creation. So the importance of energy alignment is that we are in coherence. So we are sending out coherent energy waves out into the, um, if you like, into the ether, into the atmosphere, um, uh, because our energy waves will impact our environment, as well as our um, internal um, makeup, our, our yeah, constitution. So um, we are energy beings, so we have lots of different layers to our energy. So we talk about um, the earthly layers, uh, the being the mental, the emotional, the etheric, which is like a, like a I suppose, a, a blueprint of our physical layer. So the physical is the, the, the lowest level of our um energy aura so the deepest layer and when we are not in alignment um, what happens is that we are not in alignment means that um, we are not in high vibration energy uh, not in coherent energy so coherence is all about aligning to um, high vibration energy of love empowerment joy and freedom so contracted energy states, uh, when it's out of alignment, not coherent or incoherent, is when we are um, afflicted by uh, emotions of fear, doubt, worry, um, lack, of, lack of self-esteem and lack of feeling worthy or feeling of value. And, um, and also depression and in its deepest, lowest state, depression of uh, base, sort of um, really crippling fear then we are disempowered and we are not in alignment. So when we're not in alignment, we are not um, in sort of in concert with the energy of the universe. So uh, we failed. Well, what happens is that we um, attract more of the same. So it works with both quantum physics and with the law of attraction. 
So law of attraction, many people know it. Um, they think it's a bit woo-woo, but in actual fact, it is based on science that what we emit in terms of energy ways, we attract back. So if we're always emitting out negative energy vibes, um, then we will attract the same back to us. Uh, and conversely, mm. when we're always in positive high vibe, then we attract more positivity back. And that comes back to other practices such as uh, meditation and gratitude, where we can get more into a state of flow or in alignment, where we can calm the mind, um, diffuse all the tension and worry. Uh, and that sort of then sort of evaporates almost. It's sort of, uh, and we can connect to being more coherent. So even a peaceful state is a more coherent state than in a sort of um, overwhelmed or even boredom is a, is a slightly negative state, uh, energy state. So we always got it. So it starts always a bit from the point of view because our emotions are dictated to or, or governed often by the thoughts that we habitually uh, experience or go through. Uh, so we need to sort of start training. And that's why a lot of, there's a lot of sort of coaches out there doing mindset because the thoughts sort of then trigger the emotions. And um, so we need to be sort of in control of that um, and be take a step back and, and understand that, you know, we are human uh, and the idea that, you know, there is a powerful sort of subconscious mind to this energy work <laughs> uh, because the subconscious is works on the dual function of protection and efficiency. So it protects right, us, I, keeps us in a safe place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can I come in at that point, Esther? Because uh, I'm just mindful from our listeners, there's a lot of information um, it is, that's yeah. been delivered there a lot. So I want to slow this right down. I want to sure. slow this right down and start uh, revisiting because in terms of us sort of setting the scene, you, you know, yeah. you've given us some great insights there. So I just want to start on the, uh, uh, as, as is the way listeners, as you know, on our podcast, because we we cover a, um, I think it's fair to say, listeners that have a, a very diverse uh, scope of awareness. So I never take it for granted that listeners know um, around the law of attraction, this simplicity of ask, believe, receive. And as Esther said, you know, sometimes it can be deemed a bit, oh, it's a bit far out. You try living in my world, Paul, where I've got five kids, six jobs, you know, and all this. Uh, I haven't got time for any of that fluffy stuff. And that's, that's a comment that I hear at least semi-regularly. So but we'll just park that thought for a moment. So ask believe, receive, one of the basic concepts of the law of attraction. What I also want to come in on, uh, Esther, from a very, I suppose, more uh, personal level, is the one of the things that I've become aware of, the, the power of mastery and around, and it's this is not um, just the list. Obviously, there are so many things that influence our life, but I've kind of, going down to four things or four pertinent things that certainly contribute towards mastery and that's intention feelings habits and energy so it's interesting it's not coincidental listeners but it's interesting we're doing this podcast around energy that obviously as the focus on focuses on and one of my four things intention so the intention, you could say, is one of the key parts of the law of, of, of attraction. What are you intending to attract? Where are you setting your sights? 
and then the feelings, the feelings which are closely, I'm going to say married to, I think, yeah, I'm going to use that word, this whole, use this whole kind of energetic, um, love-filled language, that our feelings are married to our thoughts. Mm. And then the habits, you know, we get into this habit, don't we, whether it's the good, bad or indifferent. So for me, listeners, they're the four things, the four pillars of mastery that really do kick in. Any thoughts around anything I've said there as before we dig a bit deeper? Um, well, actually, I go to say that energy overrides everything because um, there is energy behind intention, behind um, feelings are a form of energy. Um, and habits, you can say that they are habits of thought and action. Everything is driven by energy. So, um, <laughs> yeah, that's what I wanted to say on that. Yeah, and I can see where, you, where you're coming from, from that. But I think it's fair to say that, um, would you say that that's a kind of more advanced understanding of energy? Um, probably. I mean, I... I when I uh, sort of teach others, I just say, I start, let's start from an, an understanding of energy. So I, I get them to understand um, old ways of thinking and, and then compare it to new, what, and, and make them understand the new ways of being mm. and doing. So uh, the emphasis is as much on being as doing. So I said, be just to be present in, in the moment and not be attached to anything that's negative that's gone on in the past. To, to sort of cut the ties and strings in the way uh, and also not to be anxious about the future. So it's this is why I use a lot of meditation with uh, people that I work with um, because it just brings them back into the present moment mm. um, and it just calms everything down. So is that easier said than done, Esther? Is that easier said than done? Um, it can be for some people. <laughs> who very much um, find comfort in, in going to places because they often defend their limitations. I find, um, especially when I work with women who want to, who are running, trying to run a business and they are very much attached to, oh, but people won't pay me that, they, even the value that they want to claim. And they say, well, I can't claim it because the, the, the money is not there. And I'm just, I try and sort of flip it around. So it is, an education piece is, is telling them that it comes from your own self-worth so what you attract back is actually a reflection of what goes on inside you um, this is why we have to do a lot of the core work within um, to to yeah dismantle all these old patterns uh, thoughts and beliefs and uh, the associated um, you know emotions because without doing that without um, breaking those patterns we we don't disconnect them the emotion you know we don't we can't overturn or reverse those emotions into getting into more high vibration so I talk about um, the an emotional scale so we try and move them up in terms of their vibration of their emotions so all I'm talking about in terms of vibration is that it becomes more positive so it becomes more and and I can understand you know there's a lot of negativity out in the world and my my instructions to them are is to not to bury their head in the sand, but really just not try, not be, not expose themselves to too much of the media because it's very much a fear mongering type of um, media. Um, and to just work, you know, go back within, just start to calm down. And 
I have a spe- I have a couple of tools in my toolkit, but um, to help do that, to release any resistant, what we call resistant um, energies or emotions, and, and to then break, you know, just release them and, and to align to something that's more helpful and supportive of them, uh, a more positive emotion. So, as I say, there's a couple of things that I use, not just meditation, um, not just um, um, grat- uh, use gratitudes as well, because that actually really makes them appreciate what's happening in the present moment and what they have right now, rather than focusing on what they want or what's still not present in their lives. And, um, and I also work with, um, uh, it's, it's a tool called the energy alignment method, but that actually does use um, a whole different sort of um, construct. It uses the body as a biofeedback mechanism to identify where we have resistances in, in our energy and, and to release them. So you've mentioned a couple of words there. Well, you've mentioned one, but I want to sort of yeah. introduce its partner, the gratitude, because isn't it true, Esther, that, um, and I'm playing devil's advocate here from the, mm. dare I say, the backyard I've come from, which was darkness, mm. depression, despair, etc., etc. And I spent decades in that, in that yeah. uh, way of living. So, and I know from the work I do now that, you know, I think it's that encapsulated. And I, I find myself saying this on, almost on every podcast episode now, but it's true quoting the Sioux tribe when they said the longest journey we will ever make is from our head to our heart. And I feel that, you know, I mean, I love these conversations that we're having now. I absolutely love them because I believe in them. I know they're true, but I also know that they can be um, a very, very, very long journey for me without help it took me a lifetime you know I was what might be described as an experiential learner and I will do it my way which was kind of a reflection of my own fear and limiting um, outlook on life so I know with mentorship and guidance obviously we can cut through that a lot quicker mm. but it's not a five minute job Esther is it I mean we've got to be point, oh, no. point blank <laughs> I totally agree with that I mean I started this I, th- I think you can say this more, this greater awareness built when I um, started training in therapies and this is going back to 2016. And so I've only been doing this four years and I would still say I'm a work in progress. There were still days when I get up and feeling, oh, a little bit, something's off, but I can actually, with the tools I have, I can find out exactly what it is, what's out of sync, what's out of balance. Uh, and there's just, just totally get rid of it and, and align to something that's more helpful as I said really uh, and it does bounce me back um, but it is we are all a constant work in progress um, because we are so hardwired from birth, even from birth but certainly from the first seven to eight years of our lives uh, we are so socially conditioned and even our parents condition us but it's not their fault they've done it in an unconscious way because they are themselves are the you know, have been subject to that by their parents. Um, this idea that, you know, we've got to work hard, really strive, and, you know, life's a struggle, and we've got to grin and bear it, especially the British, you know, sort of a <laughs> lip, and, and, yeah, we've got to, you know, really Trojan on, and, um, and life doesn't have to be like that. Um, this is what we're trying to sort of say, you know, it's a new paradigm, it's a new way of working, 
to connect to being in flow and then actually events people circumstances do change around us when we are emit some sort of positive electromagnetic frequency real wonderful things start to happen and and I've witnessed it myself you know even just sort of taking a step back and being grateful and then suddenly something happens in my on that day and then I think oh my gosh something's worked here but you have to do that work you know you have to keep coming back to yourself thinking is this really serving me now and I love the book by intention by uh, Dwayne Dyer because he says uh, always think about it as what would love do now you know if you're in a fraught situation if you're in difficulty what would love do now and sort of almost like personify love uh, and they give it sort of a, an intent on an action um, and then how would you react in this situation because everything that we experience we can control you know everything that happens because we've been taught that life just happens to us but it doesn't it happens for us we we can actually create what we would desire but it is a, a, a big ask. I understand that because we, we've got to work a lot on the way we've been brought up, um, you know, dismantle all those old um, notions, those beliefs that we've got to work hard. We've got to really struggle. That, you know, money is like um, doesn't grow on trees and all that. And it's going to it's only won by hard work. Um, but, you know, even energies and this sort of bad notion of spirituality and you can't have money at the same time. The money is just, you know, a form of energy. It's a form of exchange. It's nothing more. Uh, mm. It's the intention behind what we do with the money is, is what counts. So if you do it from a place of love, money is a powerful thing. It can actually, you know, make you even more spiritually powerful or, and more loving because we can give more and we can share more. So I want to bring in that word love with something that you've alluded to on uh, two or three instances during this po uh, this podcast conversation, and it's it's vibration. So I'm um, I look at um, Hawkins's power force model of vibration at the top of I think there's 17 levels. At the top is enlightenment, which gives a vibrational frequency. I think it's 700 to a thousand. And right at the bottom is shame, where we vibrate at 20. Now, I don't know the exact sciences of this. And, 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 and you know, this podcast is not for delving into that mm. academic kind of debate. Um, but, or this episode, should I say. But what strikes me, it makes me smile every time I kind of look at this table, if you like. So I'll tell you what, listen, just for a quick sort of whistle stop. So at the bottom, which is at the force in the red, is shame, a very, very low level vibrating at 20. So as we move up to guilt, 30, apathy, 50, grief, 75, fear, 100, desire, 125, anger, 150, pride, 175. And then we're moving into the top half of uh, Walkins's table of power. And then we're into courage at 200, a vibrational frequency of 200, neutrality, 250, willingness, 310, acceptance, 350, reason, 400. And this is the really surprising one for me. Love, 500, joy, 540, peace, 600, enlightenment, 700 to 1000. I mean, as I've said, Esther, you know, 
we don't want to kind of get really confusing into academic sort of debate about well, what do they all mean? But I think what is, well, for me, maybe I'm being too subjective about it, but love is a mere 500. Now, that's a high vibrational frequency level, but it's only half of enlightenment. You got any thoughts around that, why love is so relatively well, low? To be honest, why have we sort of accepted as uh, as fact that, that that is true, that scale? Um, what is he based that on? Because we actually work to a slightly different scale when in the energy alignment method. So we put love, empowerment, joy uh, together in one cluster at the top. Mm-hmm. We don't even mention enlightenment because enlightenment really is only for very, very highly spiritual people. And there are literally, you can count them on one hand in this world. I think, you know, there are people that are practice um, this sort of yogic practice. Um, they are, or Buddhist monks, they are almost beyond. Uh, and those are, that's the energy of saints and things like that. But uh, that's why we work to a slightly different emotional scale. So mm. uh, I haven't really looked at that particular one because it, the one we do it is slightly modelled on that, but it is we have changed it because I think shame is not the 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 lowest vibration emotion either. Uh, I think definitely depression um, because depression means a total disconnect from self and disconnect from the world. Um, so you couldn't get more negative, you know, more. Um, because I, I've seen that because of the, I've worked with a client whose whose daughter was very very um, she was hospitalised because of her depression and she didn't want to carry on living and that's that to me is a really low vibration energy mm. uh, and whilst I can't work with that couldn't work with the daughter I worked with the mother because the the energy that she was putting out wasn't helping the situation she was obviously very very worried very very concerned for her daughter and so we worked on her own energy field and. I don't know whether there's a correlation. I can't prove it any which way, but I know a few months later when I checked back in with her, I said, how's it going after our session? And she said, oh, actually, things are so much better. My daughter's at hospital. She's come home and she's she's just started doing some um, work in the veterinary, local veterinary surgery. And um, because that was her training. And I, I, I don't know whether there is correlation, but all I know is that when we work on ourselves, it impacts others in a ripple effect. So it is very important that we look after our own, as I say, energy, energy mm. forms in, in, in thoughts, word, uh, everything, everything's energy, as I say, you know, our yeah. thoughts, emotions, our words, uh, and what we intend and our actions behind it, our behaviors. So, mm. uh, yeah. So I, as I say, I'm, I'm not that too familiar. I don't focus on that because we work on a, a, a slightly modified scale. So uh, for me, depression is at the, and, and basis fear is, is at the, the low end. Of the, uh, and I even, well, you mentioned peace. Well, we put peace below um, some of the others, like uh, happiness and below love. And peace is quite high up in that scale that you mentioned, mm. which mm. surprises me because that is like, it is a lovely place to be, but it's not um, active energy. That, it's not that active. Um, so you know, it may be helpful for ourselves, but it doesn't may not always help others. So when we actually move into love, we are more. Uh, it, I think it's more of an engaging emotion because it's connecting to our uh, spiritual selves as well as our, um, you know, uh, as well as other people um, when we project love. Yeah, I suppose with all these models, you know, whether well, there there is no right, there's no wrong, is there? You know, mm. some things will resonate more with. 
a certain type of person, etc., etc. And and I think you know, as we go through our journey of, of life, it's about finding tools that help us. That's for me. That's the crux of the matter because you know I've studied a lot of models over the years from a lot of the world's so-called top practitioners, and I'm sure that in their own right, you know, they're very successful. I mean, absolutely, they are. Um, do they resonate with me personally? Well, some do, some don't. And, and I think that's, you know, that's true for all of us, isn't it? Because we're all so different that there is never, um, ever going to be a one-size-fits-all solution. Other than, I, I think, where the commonality is here as to where I personally do agree with you very strongly is that energy is everything. That is, um, and then uh, relationships for me, um, you know, that they're a strong pillar as well, which is kind of, you know, I've, I've singled out those other four previously of intention, feelings, habits, and, and energy. But, um, you know, you could easily, you, the list, you could create a, a list so long, couldn't you, of critical factors yeah. like relationships. And you could then argue, well, relationships is all about energy, whether it's with whatever form of being, whether it's a living being or, um, you know, an object, as we would term it. Um, you know, the list of the debate goes on, but I think the point of this, uh, you know, of certainly of Mastering the Game of Life podcast is, is to take out real practical snippets of how we can help people. That's, you know, we've got a little bit, I mean, it's been a fascinating sort of dance to dive into, you know, the deeper theory, if you will, and Hawkins' scale, and, you know, is it a good model or not, as the case may be, but the real essence Esther, is it not in the work that we do? Is how can we how can we empower people to be self-empowered, give them the tools to live a better life? Surely that's the bottom line, is it not? Yeah, definitely. I mean, if you've read, if you start reading or have read um, anything by Eckhart Tolle, you know it all starts from a place of awareness. Just being aware of how you're thinking, how you're feeling in the moment. And does that serve you? Does that serve other people in terms of does it serve from a place of love? And I would say start there. That's the big, the main starting point, because he says, actually, um, by doing that, non-peace transmutes to peace. So we start becoming more peaceful, just accepting that and knowing that and that there is something that we can change our whole perspective on. Um, just just switching that. It's just like a, a light bulb, you know, like a flick of a switch. Um, yeah. And it changes things, just that presence of mind. So, I mean, that's that's an invaluable insight, shared insight, Esther. Thank you. And I want to I want to sort of draw towards a close now, listeners. You know the format where I always ask the guests to leave us with one kind of real sharp, poignant piece of support, advice, guidance. Call it what you will. But so, before I do that, Esther, I just want you to ask mm -hmm. uh, to ask if you will to share your contact details. How can people find out about more uh, more about the work you do, who you are, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera? Okay, yeah. So um, I have a website called energy-transformations.com. So I particularly work with women more, but I can help anybody really. But my, my uh, I work with women particularly women who are going through a midlife sort of transition. So similar to where I was about five years ago, um, when we sort of, it's almost like an, awake, an awakening um, to realise that I want something different with my life. I want to make more of an impact, I, I, not just in my own microcosm. I would just want to give more. I feel this calling to serve, to, to serve a higher purpose. 
And then I started looking, uh, learning more about Dharma and really living a life um, that's using our unique uh, abilities and talents to serve others in a unique way. Um, so this is all about yeah, empowering yourself to and, and by doing so empowering others. So yeah, I, so that's where you can contact me on my website. I'm also on Facebook. Um, I run a Facebook group as well to called Banquet of Life. It is free to join. Uh, and I share all my wisdom, my learnings there in a free sort of un uh, unconditional love sort of way. Um, and I invite people in as well to talk about specific areas. So I've been talking about a power talks theme. So I started off talking about the power of thoughts, the power of words. Um, we moved on through lots of different topics, such as the power of gratitude, forgiveness, self-love, self-care. Um, lately, I've just actually had um, Bruce Cryer, who's the founder of the Heart Math, or was the former CEO of the, is the former CEO of the Heart Math Institute. So they've done a lot of research about this um, heart coherence, about the heart waves, energy waves. And he then spoke on Sunday last week in my group about um, this coherence of the heart and what it means uh, to live with um, in a state of flow of love. And yeah, and how that affects us physically, because we, we know it connects with the body as well. When we're in more uh, higher vibration, love energy, our cells function more efficiently um, and we actually are healthier. Uh, and we also act more healthy you know, in a way that's, that looks after us more. When we come from a place of self-love, um, we can actually then, um, yeah, give ourselves the right food, the right nutrition, the right so exercise, the right sleep, um, all those things that help uh, build our energy and keep it um, strong and alive. So the big how question then, Esther, yeah. imagine we're in a lift in a hotel reception yeah. and <laughs> we're going up in the lift to the next floor and you say, oh, hello, Paul, my name's Esther. Um, I'm an energy alignment practitioner. And so oh, that's interesting. Give me something before this lift gets to the next level, 30 seconds, give me a takeaway that I'm going to remember. 30 seconds, no more. Hit me straight between the metaphoric eyes, my third eye, as to give me something that's going to help me improve my life. Okay. <laughs> so I would say connect to your heart because your heart knows the answers. The heart is connected. It wants to love. It wants to love you. And it wants to love the rest of the world. So we do this by um, just coming from a place of being present in the moment and being compassionate and understanding. And that's all I would say. <laughs> Superb. Thanks, Esther. So um, there we have it, listeners. So um, I'm going to sign off, as I always do, by saying, remember, mastering the game of life starts by embracing our hearts. Thanks very much for listening to this Mastering the Game of Life podcast episode. Hopefully you found it interesting and helpful. Drop a line to paul at paul-low.com with any thoughts or questions you may have and he'll be more than happy to respond. Remember, the game's ever-changing. How will you master it?